What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords. What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords, and I'm Merlin. Tonight, we'll be talking to a upcoming artist, Endless. Why don't you tell us? Who is Endless? Uh, Endless is, you know, kind of like my uh, my handle, um, my hip-hop title in nobility, as I would say. Uh, but um, it's um, my initials, you know, I wanted to be uh, meaningful to me. Uh, uh, my initials are E-N-D, right? But I'll never stop, so I'm Endless, right? Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and so ever since, like, I've been writing for about, Almost you know, since 2000. So, I mean, since I hit the ground running, I've never stopped. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, before we talk about the music, like, for listeners who haven't even heard of you yet, who haven't listened to your music, like, why don't you tell us more about yourself? Like, how did you get started with music? Um, well, I realized that I had a lot going on in my mind and had a lot to say and needed to get it out. And, uh, started writing and that was like my first entry into it you know especially influences um with the music listening to it um or hearing that they had something to say uh, it just kind of poured out of me um at a young age and had to do with all my influences and surroundings you know <clears throat> home life and friends and school and everything and uh and uh just molded and, and shaped you know how I was as a person into my music because like I I observe a lot um, and you know kind of empathetic and empathic and I watch the signs and feel feelings and uh, I'm very in tune you know with myself and like in the natural world because I I was born without cell phones and kind of too much technology so I got a foot in both sides um, and I mean. A lot of a lot of healthy homes, a lot of a lot of love, you know, here and there. Um, but I mean, I've been had heartbreak and all that, I've been uh, molded and, and broken and, and rebuilt, you know, so to speak. And it all comes through my music, so it's like all part of what endless is, you know, and who I am is like I keep going no matter what life throws at me. Well, you brought up surroundings, so like when you talk about surroundings and like how it influenced, like well, the music that you create today, um, like, what do you mean by that? Because, like, when I go back, when I think about, like, what I was surrounded with, my music taste, I think about, like, the friends I was with being, like, this emo weird girl in band and things like that, you know? So what do you mean by your surroundings? Um, well, I mean, I had multiple uh, different uh, brand groups, you know, and... Um, some friend groups, you know, weren't really into the whole hip hop thing. So I had to deal with kind of like the negativity of being like a white rapper, you know, listening to kind of hip hop music. So it's like, I got all of that negativeness that, you know, could broke me, but it like gave me fuel to really, you know, um, be more uh, impeccable with my words, so to speak, and uh, really get my point across. And then, you know, have my other friends that really listen to hip hop um, who showed me all kinds of new music, you know, encouraged me and, uh, you know, really looked up to me to what I was doing, you know. And so it's like I had support of negative and positive of everything in my life 
and you know it it pushed me on both sides to find the inner meaning and reasons for why I wanted to do it. So when you have like both sides where you had like people who were supportive of your music, no matter what race you are, and then you have a side where, you know, they're just like, who, who does he think he is? Right. So they're like clashing against each other. Now you're saying it fueled you, but like when it came to like writing your songs, is that what you mean by getting fueled up by it? Uh, yeah. Like, you know, cause like I said, I observe. And uh, I know how my actions are going to, you know, affect other people. So it's like if I were to really engage too much in, you know, the negative side, I'd be giving a lot of my energy away. So I had to just keep on track to know that that's always going to be there if I'm going to take this route. And then with the encouraging side, you know, like obviously the support help balance it and keep me on track a little more. Um, and so from both sides, kind of, you know, finding the similarities in the middle of where I can be able to reach both sides to my music really gave me hone in on, you know, getting my point across of really knowing what I was talking about and that I was talking from the heart and that it was coming from me, you know, to, to showcase that I'm still going to do it despite the odds. No, I mean, I, I actually understand that because just because you do have the support of like some of your close friends, wherever it was, and then you also have that, like com- those negative comments, it kind of just in a way helped you gain confidence in your passion and your music writing and things like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And then I was looking at your YouTube and it says like you released your first song about 13 years ago. Um, the song was called Raw and Rugged with, um, I guess, so it says Neighborhood Hooligans. Yeah, it's uh, me and a friend, uh, T-Guns, uh, we put put together a little like collab um, mixtape. And um, it was like the first video, I guess, that I put out with him. And he'd already been established doing uh, his own songs. And so uh, when we linked up, we just formed that little group. And, um, but I've actually been writing since 2000 and then probably put out my first like mixtape around 2008. Oh. And so I've been putting out mixtapes ever since then, since like 2020 was the first. So I got 13 like mixtapes all together. The 13th one is the first like a legitimate album that I've released to like Spotify and like, you know, distribute it um so, so i've been and doing my thing you know writing just uh stacking up material pretty much no definitely i mean you've been in the game you see how the game works but what kind of pushed you to start distributing uh distributing it in different platforms um i wouldn't say like right now but more recently rather than when you just started well i mean because I've kind of been doing everything, uh, a lot of myself starting out. Um, and so I, it was tricky to find certain people, you know, cause you have to build a team and, um, you know, uh, everyone's got their own thing going on. And so like, I had a few friends who, uh, 
take photos and then other friends had graphic design. And so I was like, you know, I had the idea in my mind where, you know, pick the locations and take photos and know uh, what font I wanted, you know, and I already had, I made sure I had the songs first and the idea for an album, you know, before I, I did a step-by-step. And so with that, like, cause I wanted to produce something. I wanted to, you know, actually get to the next step of, you know, being about it and then being able to showcase myself to my friends that, you know, I told that this is what I'm doing. Um, and so with that, you know, just kept the ball rolling with the second one and the third one after the practice and practice of knowing how to go about the avenues of the people that would help me uh, do what I wanted to do and see help my vision come to life. Uh, you know, the next step was like posters, and all that, and then promoting, and you know, knowing the spots of where to put up posters, and you know, kind of self-promoting. Like it's it's been a process, but uh, uh, I couldn't have done it with all my friends. You know, I always. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I, mean, I think it's just like I wouldn't say it's the most important thing, but having that support, knowing like who does support you, I think is just like a big key because then you know who's going to give you honest feedback help not like you don't have to promote yourself on your own like you have your people right yeah yeah so it's been a slow go you know finding my people you know so it's like once i uh you know went through the ropes of putting out the mixtapes and following it i feel like 2020 i was ready to like actually launch it on the on the on a competitive scale distributing it out to everybody you know like so i was out there, out there, rather than just, you know, put hustling it through my, through my own ways, you know? I feel that. I mean, um, I know you're just bringing up 2020 right now, but I was, I was looking up, um, like your recent songs that you released, like True Girl, Way Too Smooth, Evolutionize. And in a way they have their own different sound, but it sounded I, it kind of threw me back to like the early 2000s, 90s, like hip hop style. Um, I want to say, I know this might be weird to do like a comparison like that, and it might be the beat, but it was evolutionized. And that type of flow, I don't know why, but it reminded me of a song from NB Rida's. And then like True Girl, it reminded me like of a more old school feel of hip hop. So, I mean, I'm not trying to offend you, but it just gave me that sense of like, oh, this sounds familiar in a way. Yeah, you know, and I guess that's my influences coming out, you know, because that's my era, the 90s into the 2000s hip hop. And, uh, you know, I I definitely want to show it respect. And I guess it just naturally comes out because I, you know, grinded it in my head all the time, nonstop on repeat listening to it, you know, so it's like, I can't get enough. And uh, definitely some of the other homies that are, on the on the songs have that same type of feel well when you when it comes to like these songs and not just these songs but like music that you have created in the past like what artists or um maybe it's not just artists but like what hasn't influenced you um i mean i have a little bit of both sides like west coast east coast especially like biggie tupac course um but then like Growing up in middle school, I had friends that were really into Three Six Mafia, like Brother Lynch Hung, you know, NWA for sure. Um, and then, you know, my other friends that kind of weren't 
into a the hip hop that had like Slayer, Metallica, you know, Megadeth, uh, all the hardcore metal. And then uh, my dad in that era from like the 60s, 70s had like a classic rock, you know, Stephen Stills and, um, um, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin. Um, and uh, my cousin on my mom's side actually is Bill Medley. So I have like the Righteous Brothers and like soul music on 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 the family side a little bit, you know, and I love Prince Sinatra and classical music. I get it from everywhere. You know, so it's No, it's cool that you kind of mentioned soul and then we you were just talking about like the early hip hop nineties, two thousands. Cause like listening to I wanna say it was True Girl that kind of gave me that sense, the sense of like blending like soul and hip hop in that, maybe because it was like a little bit more mellow you kind of just flow with it it's not too like heavy on you or anything yeah yeah and then i try to be clear you know like i save the the heavy stuff for you know the heavy beats type of deal and i really you know like kind of have a message so i want to be clear in what i say <clears throat> i've done a lot of shows where you know in this area it's not too uh, um relevant or, or you know like uh uh, I guess continuous in the area, and so uh, I've had people that don't really listen to hip hop come up to me and say, "I really like your stuff." It's like I'm hearing it's clear and all that, you know. And it's like um, it's all about the delivery, you know. And I say it, and I that like that's the one way I can really be heard and listened to is through my music. So I I really want to nail it, you know, and be be spot on with it. No, I mean throughout the years, like practicing your craft, what would you say was the hardest part for you personally um, when it comes to creating music? And I know some artists are like, oh, like this comes natural to me, like blah, blah, blah. But is was there like something that kind of was a little bit harder than the other things or were you just a little bit hesitant at some times? Yeah, um, writing... That's definitely my strong point, and that's what came easy and natural. But getting the, the confidence and courage to perform in front of people, um, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to speak my mind and, and tell people what I really feel. And they're not going to be able to unhear it, and I'm not going to unsay it, you know. So it's, it took me a few years to, to build up to getting that confidence and stage presence to really perform comfortably in front of people. Um, and, you know, now it doesn't affect me too much, um, but it's, you know, still there. It's like the moment before the moment, they say. Um, but now, I guess, like, I find in beats, you know, I, I like to utilize friends. Um, and so um, that's probably maybe one of the downsides of what... I deal with is uh, trying to just find regular beats um, because the lyrics just come. I write to no beat all the time. You know, I just have beats in my head and the lyrics just come out. So it's, um, it's a process. No. But that's probably, you know, one of the downsides. No, I mean, I'm glad you said that too because it just shows like when it came to like performing and you're like, you know, I was a little hesitant when it came to performing, but now you're more used to it. And it kind of just shows like we're all human. Like just because you're not a music, I mean, just because you're a musician doesn't mean you love to perform, you know, be out there. Yeah. But 
what you love to do is create your music. And then practice makes perfect, as they say. So you got to the point where you felt more comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely a thousand hours put into it, you know, uh, realizing that that's where I really want to shine. And that's where I really want to put all my energy into. You know, I can almost channel the energy from the room when I'm up there, you know. So it's like, for me, performing is kind of kind of special in a way, you know, because it's like I really incorporate the whole vibe of everything I, I really put on the show. You know, so it's like I try to better not waste that energy, you know. When it comes to performing, though, like, do you have, like, um, like to feel more comfortable? Do you do anything special? Do you get your team to hype you up? Do you have a go-to snack? Is there anything that's, like, become a routine? <laughs> um, I mean, usually it's uh, sparking up a blunt, you know, before the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know most people don't. Uh, smoke before they they go on shows. Maybe take drink. I don't drink anymore, so it's like um, something to calm the nerves a little bit. But uh, like that's that, and like you know, maybe a good meal. You know, you know, after rehearsing, I'm kind of like a procrastinator a little bit. So like right up until the last few days is when I I start rehearsing and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only <laughs> one. Trust me. <laughs> um but why don't we talk about like upcoming music because you did mention that you have some coming out soon yeah um in the works now my next single is probably uh gonna be instincts and i recorded that at studio eden uh here in slow with my homie jay riley um and then um a friend of mine he's the lead guitar one of the lead guitars from word socks we're probably gonna be working on an ep soon um I have a friend uh, out of Illinois that had, does like trap house hip hop, and I'm gonna do a feature on that one. And uh, shout out Gertrude's. Um Got a new track with Eric California waiting to be released. What? I was on. Uh, I was featured on Gary Niffin and Mercutio's uh, Lethal Session Two uh, song called Tickle Monster. And check that out. Um, I got features with. Gary and Yama and Big Ray, it's a party vibe song. Um, can't wait for that one to be released. And then another one with Big Ray, Kid Jordy, Frost Dynasty, Boo Boo Lay, Boo Boo on the Beat. Um, all in the near future here, uh, some with Nico Cochise uh, and Dubs, and uh, maybe Risco, Cat K as well. And then um, I got another one, another single called Fade Me Not that uh, the homie Sabretooth made the beat for. Um, and then, you know, videos in my mind, brainstorming, so, and still writing. Yeah, it never stops. I mean, that's already a big list right there for upcoming music. Yeah, no, no it's little singles, you know, I'm working on, like, maybe something for the ladies type mixtape, you know, just switch it up, because I, I, I always have, like, a message, you know, but I want to switch it up, summertime jams, you know, just more upbeat things, and, you know. Now, when when is, um like, your soonest song dropping maybe halloween oh that's next month maybe halloween oh and then if i can get halloween i should have another one ready maybe by thanksgiving and maybe christmas and okay maybe. a little gift for the holidays 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> just pump it out. Because, like, with me, like, once I drop a song and it's solid and it's done, mastered, ready, out there, I'm already on to the next one, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I let it do its thing, you know, because I promote myself, I can post and do all that. It's, you know, a minute here and there, but, like, I instantly want to put my energy back into writing, you know, something new, something correct. Well, I mean, since you have this song that's coming up and um, hopefully Halloween, like for people who haven't listened to you or listened to your music yet, what song would you recommend them to check out? Um, probably uh, the song that I have uh, my video for, Deeply Rooted, that really showcases like my hometown area and, you know, like kind of where I'm from. You know, like my skateboard uh, atmosphere and like my family atmosphere. Uh, all those two friends that I have in the video, you know, try and incorporate everybody. My friend that made the beat is in the video. Uh, so it's like that's kind of probably the one I would go for yeah. first. Okay. All right. And then um, for upcoming performances, do you have any soon? Um, not not locked in right now i gotta make a few phone calls and see what's going on for the holidays you know so it's like a lot of my energy is going into releasing songs and working on that uh to build material just uh to have you know different um like sets to pick from that might be better for each venue you know what i mean have like a little uh press press kit type of deal for each place so it's, you know we'll see we'll see well, I mean, when you come out with these uh, songs, when you come out with this maybe EP soon, like in performances, where can people follow you out, follow you out to stay up to date? Uh, you can follow me here, Endless805. Um, pretty much my main, main place you can follow me. I don't have Facebook, um, but keep uh, tracking me on YouTube, Endless805. And then I have SoundCloud, Spotify, and... Uh, all the other, all the other ones. I forget what the name. Sounds good. So endless eight hundred five. That's the place to go for Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, my link's in my bio. There you go. All right. I mean, other than that, we can wrap this up. But I just want to say thank you. You know, for being down, trying this podcast out. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. you. Thanks for you know thinking about me. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. And don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Culture Chords. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Yeah.